Hello, my friends. So I don't get to say this very often, but something really beautiful is happening on Twitter right now. Uh, a couple days ago, uh, Joe Rogan released a podcast episode with um, Robert Kennedy Jr., um, the son of JFK, and of course, one of the presidential candidates running on the Democratic uh, side for this next upcoming presidential election. And they ended up talking on during this podcast for about three hours, which I was kind of I was kind of impressed. I don't know what's up with uh, with Mr. Kennedy's voice, but it sounds like it's kind of straining for him to talk. But he went through three hours and communicated ideas very well. And the ideas he was communicating were it wasn't so much about his actual presidential platform, but they dug into his lifetime of litigating against pharmaceutical companies for things like vaccines, vaccine injuries misrepresentation and just straight up lying to the public. And these are things that I am much more willing to hear now than I was even five years ago. Cause being my background, being a paramedic ever since I was, you know, 20 years old, went to EMT school, the textbooks say this, this is what it is. You know, these are my Bibles. All the literature says this, the New England journal of medicine says this articles on PubMed are saying this. It would always kind of fit into this, the science is settled. The science is settled narrative where everyone that kind of questioned it wasn't really worth hearing out. And over the past few years, especially seeing the complete shit show that has been this mRNA vaccine, learning more about these big pharmaceutical companies, um, lawsuits and the billions they've paid out to people, hearing people like Dr. John McCulloch, who was a family doctor who went to spend a lot of his time and, and efforts in being expert witnesses for some of these trials to try to hold these pharmaceutical companies accountable for products like Vioxx, which killed 50,000 plus people um, by forming blood clots and is supposed to be taken to make you less at risk of cardiovascular incident. And next thing you know, it's causing a lot of cardiovascular incidents. So listening to these people and hearing all these different things that's happening, I think I'm starting to be of the opinion that we've been lied to a lot. And I'm not willing to throw the baby out with the bathwater and say every single medication is nonsense. Every single pharmaceutical company is only pure evil because I think there's a nuanced conversation we can have because I'm I'm someone that has used pharmaceutical products to quite literally save people's lives. So there's a conversation that needs to be had here. But I think the problem is no one's wanting to have that conversation. And it's something that uh, Rogan asks Robert Kennedy Jr. on the on the podcast is has anyone ever debated you about this and um robert kennedy's like no no one's you know there's been a few that you have know, wanted to but then they end up backing out the last second or it's, it's generally no one's ever wanted to like give him a long-form conversation debate about the efficacy of vaccines and whether some of them are harmful or not are there links to autism or not are there links to 5G and Wi-Fi radiation and different kinds of cancers? That's something they talked about too. And, you know, so th these are things that I am open-minded to hearing about, and I'm not willing to just jump on wholesale with, with, with either side of that narrative, you know, especially when you get some of the 5G Wi-Fi stuff, which I have just, it seems real, real quacky to me, a little like, woohoo, but I also, you know, I, I, I don't know that much about it and I'm willing to hear what the case is that's being made. But a lot of people aren't willing to hear that case. And uh, so back to what's going on on Twitter. Um, about 13 hours ago, 15 hours ago, within the past day, uh, Professor uh, Peter, Dr. Peter Hotez on Twitter is uh, 
his name is Professor Peter Hotez, MD, PhD. But he uh, he retweets, and he's a, he's a vaccine proponent. He was also on Rogan's podcast during the pandemic, and um, has also been seen throughout different news networks pushing vaccinations, changing like, oh, okay, well now we need more than the two, and like he's basically sounded like everyone else that's a proponent of the vaccine throughout the entire pandemic. But um, I've heard both of their full interviews, full full, full podcasts and conversations. And uh, so this doctor, this vaccine advocating doctor tweeted, you know, I'm going to screen share it here. So those of you that are watching on YouTube and Rumble can follow along with me. And so uh, let's see. So Vice wrote an article. uh, And if I use the word article very loosely, Vice wrote a hit piece on, uh, on the conversation that Rogan had with Robert Kennedy Jr. And I'm going to go ahead and click it and we're going to read a little bit of it. Um, the headline: Spotify has stopped even sort. <laughs> Spotify has stopped even sort of trying to stem Joe Rogan's vaccine misinformation. So, I mean, the headline already alone is like, I it's written just terribly. Like, this is not. Hey, it's not journalism anyway. But at least, like, be coherent. Like, it's hard to read. But anyway, so um, uh, the subline is: As a recent conversation between the podcast host and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. makes clear. A broad swath of the anti-vaccine universe celebrated Thursday when Joe Rogan, the biggest podcaster in the country, hosted a three-hour conversation with Robert F. Kennedy Jr., the anti-vax luminary turned presidential candidate. The conversation was an orgy of unchecked vaccine misinformation, some conspiracy mongering about 5G technology and Wi-Fi, and, of course... Rogan once again praising ivermectin, an ineffective faux COVID treatment. So I, I, it's nonsense. Um, there's been I can if you want to get into the ivermectin, uh, ivermectin stuff, then I'd be happy to uh, do something else with that. But I don't want to distract from what's going on here. So obviously, like the person writing this article is not just saying that. Okay, well, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. came on the podcast, and here's what they talked about. Some people say that's not true. They're like this, 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 this is an activism piece. But so anyway, so this vaccine proponent doctor shared this, uh, I, I almost said article, but it's, it's, he shared this piece of writing and I use writing loosely there as well. And, uh, so to Peter Hotez says Spotify stopped even sort of trying to stem Joe Rogan's vaccine misinformation. It's really true at Anna Merlin. I believe that's the, the, a writer of the article just awful and from all the online attacks i'm receiving after this absurd podcast it's clear many actually believe this nonsense so this is all prelude to the beautiful thing that's actually happening here um so joe rogan retweeted that tweet of the hit piece vice article i know it's a lot of prelude building up here but i promise it's gonna pay off stick with me rogan says peter if you claim that what rfk jr is saying is quote misinformation I'm offering you $100,000 to the charity of your choice if you're willing to debate him on my show with no time limit. And then uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. replies to that tweet that Rogan retweeted and said, Peter, let's finally have the respectful, congenial, informative debate that the American people deserve. And they've been back and forth a couple times between Rogan and Hotez giving kind of non-committal answers. Um, I could dig into some of that if I see it as I'm scrolling through up here. I'll, I'll read you what it says. But um, 
Let's see. Oh, yeah. So Professor Peter Hotez has replied to that tweet saying, Joe, you have my cell, my email. I'm always willing to speak with you. And uh, Rogan replies, this is a non-answer. I challenged you publicly because you publicly, quote, tweeted and agreed with that dog shit Vice article. If you're really serious about what you stand for, you now have a massive opportunity for a debate that will reach the largest audience a discussion like this has ever had. If you think someone else is better qualified, suggest that person. Because some people have been saying that Dr. Hotez is not a good debater and he wouldn't be good to represent his side very well. So I like that Rogan's opening up the table for him to come on and say, all right, cool. Whoever you think is going to represent your side of this discussion best, open it up. Because it's not about winning and losing. And I'll get more into that in a minute, actually. I'm going to hold that thought for a second. I've got so much to say about this. I'm so excited to be back. Um, the Rogan says, by the way, at Peter Hotez, I saw this tweet that you deleted and uh, Professor Protez says, be serious, Joe. That's what you throw out for your hunting buddies on a weekend, a $50 million endowment, which you Spotify RFK Jr. can easily afford. Not for me, but so we can continue making low cost patent free vaccines for the world's poor preceded by RFK Jr.'s public apology. Not only did he say that, Homeboy deleted it too, but Rogan caught him. He got a screenshot of it. So I love receipts. Um, Elon Musk chimes in. He's afraid of public debate because he knows he's wrong. I'm not going to get into the Elon Musk stuff right now, but it's just interesting. Seeing, like, I like Twitter because you can see a bunch of people chiming in on stuff. Like It really is turning into a public square. And the public square is not necessarily always going to be or ever was a place of like articulate conversation. It's where everyone gets to express ideas. And that is foreshadowing for the point that I'm going to be making with this whole beautiful ranting that uh, everyone's going on here. But some of the responses to the uh, desire to have a debate. Oh, and real quick, before I get on to more, other people have, have, have chimed in and then doubled up on the money available for a charity of the Dr. Hotez's choice. So last I saw, it was up to um, $600,000 to the charity of Dr. Hotez's choice if he will debate RFK Jr. on Rogan's podcast. And I've heard Rogan do debates from different doctors about different things. One of the most um, notable ones, I can't remember I can't remember the physicians that were on for it, but basically the topic was one doctor was essentially an advocate for cannabis use and one was saying that there's some dangers here we need to look at and let's have a realistic conversation about it. And actually as as a cannabis user myself, I'd listened to that that um years ago and I'm like, okay, I brought a more balanced perspective for me to it because there are some dangers that need to be talked about there. So basically I'm not saying it's not, even though everyone knows Rogan's a big proponent for it, a balanced conversation happened over something that he's directly invested in. So I think it'd be a fine place to have the discussion. And uh and over half a million dollars to a charity of the doctor's choice, like if it, it just seems like a very obvious choice for somebody. If you do have the evidence behind you that you say you have, where, where's where's the losing point here? You get to you get to convince a lot of people that may be skeptics. You get to make a crap load of money for helping the people that you say your entire job is about. And I don't have any reason to doubt him necessarily, besides him seeming like kind of a narrative puppet master during COVID. I don't know the guy. I'm not going to besmirch him, but um, I'll talk about what I've seen. So. I don't see a downside for this, but anyway, some of the responses on uh, on Twitter um, to the debate offer 
Um, why would a scientist debate a guy who thinks kids are using litter boxes in schools? Unless you don't know what that one's about. Um, someone says, I disagree. Science is not about who has the best debate skills. It's about the evidence. So that's why I like that Rogan. Like, that's not necessarily a terrible point because we've all seen how lawyers do their jobs. And it seems like those who can make the best case can, despite the evidence, can get the win there from a jury of their peers. So that's why I like Rogan saying, okay, bring on whoever you think is unrepresented the best. Uh, let's see. Junior's anti-vaxism and other conspiracy theories do not merit the respect of a debate. That's how you, that's how you dismiss conspiracy theories. And like this whole term conspiracy theory is, it's just a way to dismiss an idea that somebody has like conspiracies exist. My favorite, my favorite examples of this are like MK ultra. Um, look at, look at as, as absurd as Alex Jones is. As soon as you're right about the Bohemian Grove, a place where elite world powers, where they're, where they're government officials, uh, multimillionaire business corporation leaders, uh, CEOs of hedge funds, when they all meet and wear robes and worship a giant effigy of the owl god Moloch, it sounds like complete nonsense. But then you see with the video and you see that's true and you see him confront congressmen on the streets of D.C. who were at the event like – once that's true, anything can be true. And again, look at operations like Northwoods. There were plans to use uh, to wreck a civilian airliner and blame it on uh, Cuba to start a war there. And you got the Bay of Pigs, and it's like these things have happened. The government has done horrible, horrible things to the American people. Just calling it a conspiracy theory is nonsense because conspiracies exist. It's it's like when they called Larry Elder the black face of white supremacy when he was running for office, like the. It's a black guy. You're just trying to discredit people. And we see so often people use these these hot phrases like, oh, you're a bigot, you're a transphobe, you're a sexist, or you're whatever you are. Like we lump you up with people that are, you know, reproachable people, but we lump you with that. We give you that label. So we just dismiss you. Like, oh, well, you're a racist. You we shouldn't take anything you say seriously. And that's absolutely absurd. Like, as as I'm listening to this podcast with RFK Jr. and Brogan. And gets into some of the Wi-Fi 5G stuff. I'm like, that sounds kooky. I don't think I'm on board with you for that. And you don't have to agree with everyone, with everything something. <laughs> you don't have to agree with everything someone says to agree with some of what they say. There are things that Ben Shapiro says that I think are spot on. I think especially when he's talking about the benefits of kids having a two-parent household. I think when it comes to um, like Kyle Kalinske, he's got some good points about how corporates America is intertwined with the government. And that's a bad thing. Jimmy Dore, anti-war, 100% behind that. Universal health care? I don't know. I don't think so. I'm not really, I'm really down for that right now. But these are just examples of you not having to believe with everything someone says wholesale for them to have good ideas or start about, talk about some things they say in a way that is respectful. So the uh, the last quote I want to get to here is somebody said, I'd like to hear that talking about the debate, but how would it be decided who quote unquote won? And then someone else replied to that comment saying the quote unquote win is for the audiences to hear both sides. Boom goes the dynamite. That's it. That's the W there. That's what we need to have. It's not about winning or losing or having your idea being enshrined as the golden standard for information. This is what it is. Everything else is wrong because you are right. You are righteous. You are holy and you are correct. 
because like I've, I've noticed over time that people people don't really care as much about being factually correct as they care about being right and having some kind of either moral or whatever arbitrary to me pedestal to put themselves on. And there's something that I've noticed. I think there's some kind of human like element. We're all inherently looking for some kind of, not theology, maybe like a deity, some kind of thing that has order to the chaos where if we input this work we'll output this outcome like we like to think that someone's in control whether it be back in the day when humans had no idea why the sun rose and the moon rose and storms happened like what happened oh there's got to be a god we're pissing off or something that's 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 what makes sense so if we make the right sacrifices we make the god happy good things happen to us like there's some kind of being or entity that's in control and i think humans have an inherent desire to believe that whether it be a deity or as humanity gets further away and society gets further away from theologies and it gets more secular instead of a deity or swapping it for institutions instead of praying to oh god will protect us when we're having a hard time now it's like okay well the government will take care of us okay well this institution this doctor this expert these are the people that we look to and now we're replacing prophets with experts and um, bibles with pubmed and that's not really a great analogy because if there's actually evidence-based science on PubMed, so that's, I don't think that's quite the same kind of, uh, let's get rid of that metaphor. But I think the ideology and well, the fundamentalist, the fundamentalism of some of these ideologies, and here's the example that I'm going to give that I like to compare to. If you look at um, like fundamentalist Christians are a good example because the West Bas- West Westboro Baptist Church made a big stink um, within the last 10 years. And so people saw what fundamentalist Christians or at least one sect of them were like, and they were radical protesting uh, the funerals of soldiers that died overseas um, saying like, God hates the F word for gays. Like it's pretty, pretty terrible things. And they had just this ferocity to them. And actually, ironically enough, coming up with that example, Megan Phelps Roper, the daughter of Fred Phelps, the founder of that church, um, Twitter, actually, she got into conversations with people on Twitter talking about her religion and things like that. And they make they helped her see the light um, super ironically, but beautifully. So uh, but she she was on Rogan's podcast as well and talked about some of the fundamentalist ideologies there. But to zoom back out a little bit. So if you take the people that are protesting these funerals and things like that they're with the Westboro Baptist Church and you take the religion element out of it and take the church out of it take the setting itself out of it and just look at the people and the behavior of those people who are protesting there with the signs the yelling and the screamings they that really mean spirited just bickering and shouting and then you swap that with some of the protests that go on for like any, any protest with Trump for instance will probably work out for that and you see like some of the same human patterns there and we're going to take out everything about like whether justification for it or not regardless of that i'm just looking at the actual behavior of these individuals and it just i think i think we all have an inner desire to want there to be order to the universe or at least some kind of comfort in the idea that there's control because it's a scary thought that this is all random and we crawled out of mud somehow. And we, we, this is like a once in a, in a million kind of experiment in the existence that's happening with everyone just 
falling into place and we we're all here by accident and it just kind of happened and fell together and fell apart and fell back together again like it's it's all random and chaos and that's terrifying we like to think there's gonna be some kind of comfort some kind of control because if anything can happen at any time and there is no one pulling the strings then what's the point of any of it right i can see those arguments so i don't think i think i can summarize my point <clears throat> a little bit by, by saying that it's kind of ironic that a lot of the people who appear to be the most adamant about separation of church and state treat the state like a church. And to just wrap this back around to the idea of, I think we're getting ready to, there's been different enlightenments throughout history. And I think we're getting ready to hit another one of those enlightenments involving the free flow of information because I see, see all those, all those memes about how the news now is all propaganda and we miss the days of old when we could trust the, the media and journalists. And I don't think we could ever trust them. I'm pretty sure it's always been propaganda. We just have other independent journalists and places like Twitter and the internet where we can see all the smoke being blown up our asses. Um, and that's not to say there aren't older journalists who took the job of journalism like bringing truth to power seriously that there were absolutely just stand-up solid people like i mean i i don't think i have any reason to not respect dan rather for instance but i i think that we just don't realize how how much how widespread the lies are how much we've been lied to and it's interesting that we don't really think they're doing that now because we can look throughout any place in history at any time in history and we can see whoever's in power is controlling information and it's really, really interesting to see that even in, 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 in 2023, when I can at any moment just push a button on my phone and talk to my buddy in Australia that's across the other side of the planet. What's up, Ryan? And like seamlessly, like we're in like we're in, you know, a room next to each other. But so many people don't want to talk about stuff. And I don't know. It's, there's, there's something inside me that whenever I see people saying we shouldn't talk about something, it's the first thing I want to talk about. And I'm really excited. I really hope Dr. Hotez goes on to Rogan's podcast and does that debate. And not because I want to see um, him get you know, d demolished or like you see all these YouTube videos like, oh, this person demolishes this guy, destroys him in debate. Ben Shapiro destroys so-and-so in debate, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I don't want to see winning and losing. I want to win by seeing the best representation of all the evidence on both sides of a conversation or the best parts of ideas that are from like, just, just put all the information out there. Let me decide. Let me decide who wins, who loses. Let me decide what's going on because we got to get out of this binary thinking of everything's a win or a loss and out of this binary thinking of if you're not living the way I think is right, then you're living wrong. Like when it comes to things involving medical procedures, your health, the way you live your life, there's too many variables to have one size fits all for any of that and to have anyone but the individual whose consequences it may affect be making the decision, whether it becomes whether it's vaccination or whether it's abortion or whether it's which doctors you get to see and what treatment plans you want. But a lot of people, especially the most vulnerable populations that we're worried about, I see it, I see it every single day as a paramedic, people that are on Medicare that are only like, they're stuck on the government teat. And it's not that they, it's, it's because they only have select options that Medicare will pay for. Well, they're only going to pay for this treatment or they're going to pay for that. So they don't have options in their healthcare. And that's just an anecdotal example that's close to me, but these examples can be found throughout the commercial markets, throughout real estate markets, 
throughout everything, you know? I mean, when it comes down to it, if you have to pay a property tax, then we're all just modern day serfs anyway, living on the Lord's land at his pleasure. So I like the idea of people sharing ideas and making up their own mind. Groups of people are stupid. Individuals are smart. And I talk to a lot of individuals and you don't need to have an MD in front of your name. You don't need a PhD. You don't need these different acronyms to make intelligent choices for yourself. The only thing you need is all the information. So you can make the best choice for you, yourself. And that, my friends, is when we, the audience, wins every debate because we get to see all of it and we get to make up our own minds. And that's the, uh, that's the thought I wanted to express today. So it's nice being back. I've missed y'all and uh, see you again soon. If, uh, if you are watching this on Rumble, be patient with me. I'm uploading my entire back catalog of everything to Rumble, including the gaming videos I'm doing on my YouTube channel now. If you're coming over from the gaming side of my YouTube channel, what's up? Welcome to uh, the podcast. I, uh, I do this too. So if you don't get sick of my voice yet, you probably will, but stay tuned. We'll see how long it takes for that to happen. Anyway, see y'all later. Be good.